Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Five Rounds Podcast. The only podcast out there with the cardio for those deep water championship rounds. Coming to you from the Visionaries Wrestling Network, from the Chair Shop Media Group, and now on YouTube and Podbeam through sport, shooting the sports-ish. I am Mags, and uh, for today I'm flying solo. Regular listeners will know that I'm usually recording with my son, Carlos, but unfortunately life has meant that he's not available today, so you've just got me. Um, let's quickly go through the prelims here on tonight's card. It was a UFC fight night headlined by uh, Michelle Watson versus Angela Hill. Uh, so we started in the women's flyweight division with Sabina Mazo picking up the third round sub against Justin Kish. Then we went to the men's welterweights where we had Brian Barberina picking up the decision against Anthony Ava. Then we had in a catchweight fight um, Jalen Turner getting the second round sub against Brock Weaver. Uh, going into the head uh, the heavyweights. Uh, Alexander Romanov picking up the second round sub against Roque Martinez. And then going into the lightweights, we had uh, Kelvin Kroom getting the first round sub against Roosevelt Roberts. That's a good victory for Kelvin Kroom there. Uh, and then in the featured uh, prelim, we had Sajari Eubanks continuing a, a great uh, COVID era form, picking up the decision against Julia Avila. Uh, started the main card, uh, six fights on this main card. We started with Kyle Nelson taking on Billy Quarantello. Uh, now, Nelson starts really quick uh, with uh, with the first round and landing some good kicks to the body, uh, landing a lot of punches, but he was fr- throwing at full power and you could you could really tell he was giving his all, trying to finish this in the first round. He, he made a statement that he was going to end this fight in the third, first round and that's what he was looking for. Uh, was very quickly into the king, uh, clinch. Uh, uh, Quarantel was able to battle his way out from the cage and get back to the middle. Uh, tried to keep the distance with a few uh, leg kicks. 
but uh, Nelson was uh, was really aiming for the body shots and he uh, started uh, really throwing his pace, got back into the clinch and uh, Nelson was starting to press, going for a takedown. Uh, eventually, again, they got back to the centre. Uh, Quarantello started landing a jab and an uppercut, uh, really uh, started focusing on the legs again a little bit. Uh, but then Nelson hit him with a with a big rat. Uh, Quarantello was able to just absorb that and carry on pushing the pushing the pace. Uh, but then Nelson was was really finding the mark, even as he as he was like being forced to walk backwards. Uh, Quarantello went for the quick takedown, uh, got uh, on top and was looking to strike. But uh, Nelson gets back to his feet and they start to back on the clinch again. Uh, Quarantello with, with a few knees uh, Nelson uh, um, was able to, to, to basically break the, the, the clinch get a little bit of uh, space a little bit of breath uh, Nelson started to land a few shots just as the bell come uh, then coming out into the second uh, Quarantello felt a, it, it just came out with a little bit more confidence I think he, he realised that Nelson had, had kind of shot his lord in the first round was put way too much effort in and uh, was 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 tiring very quickly and uh, Nelson was still able to land a few very very hard shots but Quarantello was finding more um, he was finding more success with his body and his uh, and his jabs uh, Quarantello was able to to uh, shoot again uh, didn't quite get the takedown but was able to to press Nelson up against the fence and get some really good work in the clinch uh, Nelson did land a, a solid elbow uh, Quarantello then again went for another takedown this time he was able to get it but again Nelson was uh, was quickly able to get back on his feet um, and again lands another one of those elbows which kind of like uh, threw Quarantello off his off his off his game plan and made him back away and kind of uh, retreat to to um, basically reset and start again. Uh, uh, again, another trading of of, of strikes. Uh, Quarantello went for the for a tacklinch. Uh, ended up with uh, with uh, some really good knees, really taking the wind out of uh, out of uh, out of Nelson. Uh, Nelson started like firing back some more shots, but Quarantello really started to pick up the pace now. And coming into the last minute or so of the second round, he was landing a, a lot of combinations. And uh, Nelson, whilst he was still trying to uh, kind of force the pace, you could see that he was very, very tired. Um, Nelson uh, went for the takedown, fall short. Uh, Quarantello gets on top of him, uh, was laying him out. And if he had maybe 10, 20 more seconds, the fight would have been over. Uh, but but uh, the bell kind of saved Nelson at that. And we're going to a third round. Nelson come, uh, Quarantello comes out, two punches, knocks Nelson out and um, fight over. The... the, um, the just a great, great finish from Quarantello, especially after that first round where he'd been really kind of almost dominated, but he, he stuck to his game plan, knew that, that Nelson had, had kind of used up all his energy in and got the victory. So then going into the second fight, we were in the lightweights now with Bobby Green taking on Alan Patrick. Patrick, who hasn't fought in the UFC for, for the best part of two years, uh, making his comeback. Uh, Patrick, obviously well known for his Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Bobby Green, quite a well-rounded fighter, to be fair. He can fight well uh, on the feet with uh, 
we've heard strikes or he can is very comfortable on the ground as well Patrick definitely not comfortable and definitely did not want to uh, stand and bang with Bobby Green went for a, a takedown straight away uh, he literally just r rushes forward, wraps up uh, Bobby Green's body, um, but as they kind of like land against the cage and, and uh, fall to the floor, it's actually Bobby Green that, that gets top control. And he gets into half guard, uh, starts to um, to lay some shots in, get but, uh, gets back on his knees, Green lands a, a knee to the body as they, they clinch. Uh, Patrick, uh, Patrick immediately goes back inside looking for another takedown, but Green has his one scouted, wraps his uh, his uh, opponent's body and slams him to the to the uh, canvas in almost like a, a rock bottoms kind of manoeuvre. Uh, Green had had controlled the the rest of this fight pretty much on the ground, um, just really good top control, uh, kind of like transitioning into into different uh, positions, but getting the shots off as as he could. Uh, they got back to the the feet. Uh, and Patrick still wanted to, to kind of hunt for that takedown, really kind of pressuring it for it and not really throwing any fists or, or kicks. It was all about kind of pinning Green against the cage and, and trying to get that takedown, but Green's defence was, was really, really good. He was able to uh, break away quite a few times. Uh, uh, I was even able to, to attempt for his own uh, finishing moves. Coming up to the end of the, the round, whilst they, were, whilst they were on the floor, Patrick went for a, uh, an arm bar and it really actually looked like he caught it but uh, Green was able to spin it uh, spin round get uh, get into a bit more of a comfortable position and get his limb free um, Green got back for the top position for the last minute um, and then stand, uh, stands up because he wanted to, to stand and bang and uh, the bell uh, bell went for the second round Um Coming into the second, it was pretty much a lot of the same thing where Patrick was looking for a takedown, um, was looking to clinch against the fence, and Green was was uh, was comfortable when it went to the floor, but was uh, was more than happy to to want to 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 strike um, when it when he was able to. He was able to get some really good shots off. Uh, scored a couple with his with his uh, big heavy right hand. Um, he was almost trying to bait uh, Patrick into into striking. Kept his hands down, very nonchalant, almost very Israel Adesanya like. Uh, Patrick uh, was trying to tap with the legs. Uh, Green hit a right hand that that that, that stuns Patrick, but he uh, he it was quickly back up and Green landed a knee. Uh, the the round the second round ended whilst they were both uh, throwing strikes. Uh, going into the third round. Green punches his way to the cage, gets him, gets into a clinch, was able to wrap the body uh, and take the action back to the mat. Uh, Patrick tried to roll this into uh, into his own advantage, but Green was able to to keep control. Uh, he finally got uh, got the the chance to get into side control. Uh, Patrick got himself back to the cage. He was able to stand up. Green followed up and and backed away. Uh, Patrick got a couple of uh, shots off to the body. Uh, he rushes, he rushed forward and and uh, gets clipped with a, a right by Green. Green runs another right and then uh, shoots him for a takedown and lands it. Uh, Patrick presses down and threatens to attack the neck, uh, but Green pulls free and they get back to the feet again. It was a very up and down fight, to be fair. 
Um, Green obviously was was the better fighter on the feet, and it was surprising that Patrick didn't go for more takedowns in this third round. Uh, eventually, he did end up going for for one close to the end of the the round, uh, but Green kind of he he was now starting to be able to read the telegraphs, and uh, was able to avoid the takedowns and land shots on the way out. Um, Green was was just so dominant in terms of uh, in terms of shots. I mean, he didn't even throw a lot of punches, but he was having a lot more uh, success than than Patrick was. Uh, the fight ended uh, while they were both on the feet. Patrick was absolutely worn out. I think he sat down as soon as the fight had, had been called. And Patrick, um, Bobby Green picks up the the unanimous decision. Uh, all three judges gave it thirty twenty seven. So going into the, uh, the the third round on this main card, and yeah, what a shocker of a fight this was. Um, started off Ed Herman taking on Mark Rodriguez. The first round was a very very dominant round for for Rodriguez. Uh, he, he was the the aggressor. Herman tried to to kind of uh, keep Rodriguez at bay with with the kicks. But uh, Rodriguez was able to aim, aim his kicks more to the body and the legs of, of Herman, and and from the very first kick, you could see that they were they were hurting Herman quite a lot. Uh, Herman uh, kind of got into panic mode and uh, tried to rush forward to get in a clinch, uh, but Rodriguez was able to kind of like um, just move out of the way and and land his own shots. Um, Herman, that was that was his kind of his game plan with with Rodriguez being the the lengthier fighter. He was able to kind of um, just keep Herman at distance and, and able to pick off his uh his uh his kicks to the body, which were really the what stunned Herman more than anything. And Herman's own like plan of attack was to was to rush, but every time he rushed, he 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 walked into a, a, a counter shot from from Rodriguez, whether it be a an elbow or whether it be a, a body kick. Uh, Rodriguez easily took the first round, going into the second round, and again it was uh, Rodriguez kind of really really pushing the pace. To be fair, he was able to uh, land good elbows in the clinch. Uh, good, good knees and 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 punches whilst in the clinch. Um, the the body kicks were the ones what were really hurting Rodriguez. Uh, coming to the couple of minutes in the round, um, and um, there was a there were clinch. Both guys were clinched against the fence, and the the Rodriguez hits a couple of knees to the body of Herman, and Herman goes down. Um, now. This that was Herman going down because he was hurt, uh, but the the referee calls it calls time, uh, thinking it's a low blow. Uh, looking back at the replays, it was absolutely nowhere near uh, a groin shot, and Rodriguez was was very kind of flustered at, at why the fight was stopped. Um, Ed Herman really took advantage of having this opportunity to to kind of pretend he'd been hitting the groin to to recover. Um, when really it should have been Rodriguez as as was able should have been able to capitalize on getting Herman to the ground and finishing this fight. Um, by the time we uh, we we get back to Herman being ready to fight, the the kind of momentum for for Rodriguez has gone. He lands a couple more body shots, and you could see straight away that they were hurting Herman. But Herman was able to kind of like just hold out and recover. 
going into the third round. Um, Herman uh, goes into to take down, uh, wraps the body in, and basically scores a trip. Uh, uh, Rodriguez was able to get to to the the cage and get a seated position. But Herman stuck stuck to him like good cannibals, like a spider. Rodriguez uh, got to his feet, but Herman uh, ended up getting his back and then getting the takedown. Um, Rodriguez was able to defend the takedown and and uh, landed a couple of elbows to the temple. Was landing uh, punches and and elbows very very clean. Uh, Herman goes went down. He was rocked. Rodriguez uh, on top, ready to, to kind of ground and pound and finish the fight. But Herman grabs the arm for the Camorra. Uh, Rodriguez did well to, to start defending it, start by blocking with his knees. But uh, Herman was able to force the arm into a bad spot. Uh, Rodriguez really struggled and, and tried to hold out, and thinking he could uh, he could basically carry it to the clock. Uh, but um, you could see how much pain he was in. He was so grimacing. And then, then Herman put his uh, his leg over the head, stepped up to, to be able to talk and gets the finish. Um, to be fair, I can see Rodriguez being very, very pissed off at that result because that second round, he, it was his fight to win. And uh, basically, I think the, the referee took that from him uh, with, the, with, the, with the timeout rather than allowing him to fight. Uh, but... Yeah, it's 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 unfortunately something that I, I don't think the referee was was did this on purpose. It's not like he uh, it, it was just a bad call on a on a on a bad match, and unfortunately, um, Mike Rodriguez has suffered from it. Going into the fourth fight now, and we are in the in the women's flyweight division with uh, Roxanne Modafferi, another star of the the COVID era, taking on Andrea Lee, someone who she uh, she fought and beat in 2014. So this is a rematch, like six years in the making. Um, started off really really quick pace from from Andrea Lee, looking to to kind of uh, regain that victory over Modafferi, uh, but Modafferi caught a kick and gets Lee off balance. Tried to get her to the floor, but was unable to. Um, uh, Modafferi did well working her jabs uh, whilst look, trying to find a way to, to kind of get in, into uh, into distance enough for, for that dirty boxing that she does so well. Uh, she was able to, to pull a, a clinch and uh, Lee <laughs> amazingly just lifted her up and tossed her over her shoulder. Uh, Modafferi, uh, happy to pull guard on the floor though, uh, only was able to get into half guard uh, Lee got a few short, uh, short elbows in from the top, uh, but um, but she but uh, Modafferi wanted to to get up off the feet, able to posture up, and then was able to to get on the feet. Uh, Modafferi didn't let go of the of the of of Lee, and she was able to get the body wrapped and regained the takedown. Uh, Modafferi back in side control, Lee in half guard, and Modafferi was was really trying to work the leg. Uh, she was landing a, a few arm pun- a few short punches, uh, then switched it to try and go for an arm triangle, which was uh, was unsuccessful. Uh, Lee got onto her knees, punched his elbows from from the back from Modafferi. Uh, Lee uh, really tried to push through and, and reverse the position, uh, slips to the back. Both of them stand up and they finish up in the clinch in the first round. Going into the second, 
Lee again wanted to push the pace, uh, gets to the centre very quickly, looking to to start striking. Modafferi was uh, was working that jab whilst again trying to get into into uh, boxing distance. Uh, she was uh, biggest improvement over these last few weeks has been her lateral movement. She's been so good at kind of making sure she's a hard to hit opponent. Uh, but one thing that Lee was throwing in this second round that really connected well was the was the low kick. She was able to land quite a few of them, and with those low kicks, she was able to to add like a, a hook to make it into like a combination. Um, uh, so that com- that was really really working with her, for for uh, uh Did eventually uh, get into that kind of a into that. Um, form box uh, position where she was able to to land a few shots but Lee again throws uh throws Modafferi and then kind of backs away doesn't really want to engage with her on the ground Lee's uh combos were working really well and she ended up bleeding uh bloodying up uh Modafferi's nose um and as well as landing those those sweet leg kicks that that were working so well uh, in in coming into the last 25 30 seconds Modafferi caught catches one of those kicks and ends up getting the takedown but Lee went straight for the arm bar unfortunately was unable to secure it and Modafferi finishes on top uh, very tight round um, but I, I think going into the third it was pretty much anyone's fight to win whoever could make an impression in this third round was going to pick it up uh, Modafferi starts with kicks and you could see that Lee had, had really, really expended a lot of energy. She was really breathing heavy. Uh, shots did slow down a little bit, but she was still quite active. She was still throwing a lot of volume, which is a, a really good sign for, for Andrea Lee. Uh, but Modafferi really kind of kicked up the pace and she was landing more um, more of her shots. She was throwing a lot more different shots as well. She started throwing uppercuts. Uh, continuing with the, with the low kick, which worked really well. Uh, but she just again started to mix it up. A good right counter. She uh, was just outworking uh, Lee in this third round, sticking and moving. Not really going for for damage, but more for point scoring. Because, like I said, she, they both knew that going into this round, it was a it was a it was make or break for this fight. Um, Lee went for a spinning back fist, and that meant that that Modafferi was able to clinch and take it to the floor, which was a big, big boost to Modafferi. She uh, she wrapped herself around that uh, around that right leg. Lee again gets to her knees and was able to stand up, but Modafferi again, like like pretty much like in the first round, wasn't uh, allowing that to to let go. Gets the body lock and gets a little trip and was able to 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 get Lee back down onto the ground. Uh, Modafferi stuck to that, that right leg like glue. Uh, getting Whilst landing uh, short uh, punches from the top, she was also going for, for like a, a submission, unable to, to kind of get anything, but it, the, the working was there and it was enough for her to be able to keep Lee down till the end of the end of the round. Um, and Modafferi picked up the, the, the unanimous decision 29-28 across the board, so a great victory for, for Modafferi and continues that, that very successful run she's having in the, in, in the last few fights. So going into the core main event, we had Ottman Azatier taking on Karma Werve. Karma Werve obviously has had a, a really good run in the last couple of fights. He's uh, just been an absolute animal and again uh Ottman has had a had a really good debut looking to kind of build on that 
and build on that he did uh worthy coming out uh with his hands high um Ottman with with great uh, lateral moving straight away lands a right hand but um worthy was able to kind of slip it landing a, a low kick of his own but uh Ottman counters with big punches and he you could see that he'd hurt worthy straight away uh, Ottman sensed that there was blood in the water, started started really unloading. Worthy goes down to the ground, taking loads and loads of big lefts. Um, Ottman just throwing hell for leather. Uh, Worthy turtles up, uh, kind of like Brock Lesnar and tried to recover, but there was no kind of uh, no relief of pressure from Ottman. Just carried on unloading, and the referee stopped it within a minute and a half. Yeah, very interesting fight. Um, Ottman really making a statement against someone who was who was kind of being pushed in this lightweight division as, as a future contender, a real animal. And yeah, Ottman Ottman as a TS did has done really well there. Made a great big statement. So then we're going to the main event, the 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 fact this card was built around Michelle Waterson versus Angela Hill in the women's strawweight division. Both these women have had uh, mixed results recently, both coming off uh, off wins and losses, wins and losses, uh, but both wanting to kind of like make another push towards title contention. I mean, we've we've spoke on this show many times about how opened up these these divisions on one or two victories in a in a row against na- uh, really big name opponents and you can force yourself into into the talks for time I just mean Angela Hill went into this far ranked thirteenth I think and Michelle Watson was ranked eighth after after the loss to Joanna. This fight was uh was a typical uh clash of styles. We've obviously got Watson with a with a reliance on on karate and a reliance on martial arts, with uh, Angela Hill, uh, with Angela Hill's uh, more boxing uh, prowess. Uh, Watson obviously as well has got that kind of a uh, uh, ground game uh, that she she likes to use uh, in her fights. But the first the first two rounds were very much Angela Hill. Kind of fending off that that karate style and those takedowns of uh, of Watson and just so accurate with her with her right hand and 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 her uh, one two combinations. She really kind of did well to counter Watson. She she was in, at least in the first couple of rounds very. Uh, she was almost like she was a half a second faster than Watson. She could see what Watson was going to do before she did it. Every takedown was was uh, was stuffed. The Watson landed a quite a bit of a of a, a, a kicks uh, to the legs, but they've just no effect compared to uh, Hill's uh, right and left hands. Uh, within the first round, there was a there was welts on on Michelle Watson's face. By the end of the second round, uh, there was welts above and below Watson's eye. Um, yeah, the first two rounds just were absolutely dominant for for Hill. She was she did well in the clinch. She did well defending the takedowns. She did well landing her shots, as well as avoiding the shots of Watson. Coming into the third round, and Watson uh, kind of knew she was kind of stuck in the mire and knew she had to switch up the pace a little bit. And with that, she did. She landed a lot more of her own. Her own shots. Uh, she was in and out with her own uh, three-punch combinations. But the the main thing in the third round was that she was able to score a takedown, and that really boosted her confidence. She uh, controlled Hill from the ground. 
from the centre of the octagon, Hill was did well to kind of work her way back to the cage for for something to lean up to against to uh, to try and stand up. But uh, every time she switch position Waterson was was on top of her and she was able to to go from uh from taking the back to to side control to back to side control really dominated uh Angela Hill on the on the ground uh coming up to the end of the round uh Waterson was warned by was warned by uh the ref that she needed to start doing more work and that she did she really turned up the pace uh landing a lot of uh punches whilst trapping um whilst trapping Angela Hill's uh, arms. They end up in a scramble um, uh, on the floor and Hill throws an illegal up kick uh, whilst Watson was, was, was essentially on her knees, which uh, could have ended the fight, but uh, the referee uh, just warned her for it and, and the fight carried on. Coming into the fourth round, Hill wanted to to stay away from being took onto the ground it was uh it was not a place that she felt comfortable at all uh but you could also see that she had kind of slowed the pace carrying michelle watson's uh weight for that third round had really tied her out and uh she'd just lost that kind of uh that urgency with her shots and whereas watson looked like she were she was kind of speeding up in this in this fourth round uh, she was the landing the more uh, the more pacey shots. She was doing a lot more damage. Hill ended up with a with a bloody nose. Uh, Watson can, ended up switching uh, to southpaw quite a lot to throw those those very dangerous kicks, and a hell of a lot of those kicks landed. Uh, there were a couple of the the head kicks that that Hill was able to block. But uh, what Watson was able to do was was throw the kicks as well as throw some punches. So she was scoring some really good combinations. Uh, Hill kind of from it, she looked like a different fighter than than the one who fought in the in the first couple of rounds, and she was really really tiring going into the fourth round. It was very much a, uh, kind of like the, the Roxanne Modafferi fight, where it was. The winner of the of the the fifth round was kind of going to take the fight, and Waterson, whilst in the corner, you could see she was absolutely worn out. Once once that uh, Claxon went to start the fight, she just got a massive massive boost of energy, and she just wanted to really push the pace. Uh, both uh, her and and Hill wanted to to start uh, wanted to take the middle. But uh, it was Watson who, who who was the more energetic, landing the more shots. She, uh, again, was switching stances a lot, throwing punches and then throwing kicks. Uh, Hill was was able to land a couple of big shots, but her volume had, had dropped massively compared to the, the, the first and second round. I think in the third round, she'd landed 33 significant strikes going, to, going into the end of this this fifth round she landed like 15 so her her output had, had halved almost uh, whereas Waterson had, had really picked up she was very very busy bouncing around um, she was just able to, to land her combinations a lot fresher and cleaner than Hill was Watson was also kind of gaining confidence as well she ended up flurrying quite a lot uh, landed a spinning uh, back fist uh, she ended up flashing up the 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 karate kicks. Went for a couple of axe kicks uh, in this round. Uh, Hill eventually going towards the end of the round, 
got a, a clinch and landed a few knee, a few knees at the the very end of the round with about five ten seconds ago this there was a big flurry uh with uh hill kind of coming out on top but uh the klaxon went we had a very very close very entertaining uh, main main event and uh the judges gave it split decision uh to michelle karate hottie watson one judge actually gave Michelle four out of the five rounds, which I thought was really, really surprising. It'd be interesting to see which of the first two rounds that uh, the, the the second judge gave Michelle Watson. But overall, I think it was a fair result. Michelle really kind of like turned up the pace in those last three rounds. Uh, Angela Hill can be quite uh, aggrieved with the fact that she did so well in those second rounds and, and really, really dropped off. But uh, interesting, interesting end to a a very interesting card. Uh, so going into next week, and it's uh, it's UFC Fight Night again at the Apex, but we're headlined this time with uh, Colby Covington, everybody's favourite American, versus Tyron Woodley, uh, and another very very packed card. Uh, there's seven, eight prelims. Um, the the headline prelim is uh, Mersab Bektik taking on Luis Eduardo Garagora and then on the main card there's uh, six fights there's Kevin Holland and Darren Stewart we've got Mackenzie Dern taking on Randa Marcos we've got Johnny Walker returning the light heavyweights against Ryan Spann we've got Kamzat Chimiev in his third fight in about six weeks taking on Gerald Mayshaw who he was meant to fight before and, and Gerald got COVID uh, co-main event Donald Cowboy Cerrone taking on Nico Price which will be an interesting fight in the welterweight and then uh, main event Colby Covington taking on the former champ Tyron Woodley so uh, yeah check in with us next week to hear uh, how that goes down here all the action from it yeah so um, you can follow me on Twitter at DJ Kirby follow Carlos at Kirby underscore Carlos um, thank you all for listening and that is the end TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. 
book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.